I always chuckle when I read this gospel text privately because I think, boy, Jesus, I don't know how your mom responded, but I grew up in a neighborhood that had Jews and Poles and Swedes and Germans and Ukrainians and Italians, and if any of us smarted off to our mothers like that, boom, right across the back of the head, easy. On Christmas, we were encountered by the mystery that our God became one with us so every human being could become one with God. Today, we are encountered by another mystery. God came among us through the agency of the most powerful, yet humble, the most vulnerable, and yet most resilient of all human institutions, a family built on the foundation of married love between a man and a woman. Now, consider what this means. God, who is perfect in himself and therefore never changes, subjected himself to the many changes and challenges of human life, the transition from infancy to toddlerhood, from toddlerhood to childhood, from childhood to adolescence, from adolescence to adulthood. And as most of us experienced, those transitions took place in a family. It was in the family that we learned a critical lesson. One's personal needs must oftentimes be set aside to meet the needs of another. It was in the family that we began to discover our talents and our skills. It was through our parents that we learned about the power the glory, and the pain of sacrificial love. It was in the family that we learned how to welcome new life, care for the sick and the elderly, thereby developing that uniquely human quality, compassion. It was through the family that we developed those primary inner strengths that eventually empowered us to step out on our own, make our own way into the world, and establish our own families. God subjected himself to this fragile yet resilient human institution. He allowed himself to be completely helpless and dependent on his mother for all his basic needs and on his stepfather Joseph to not only provide for the family and protect the family, but to be a model of what it means to be a man of integrity and honor. And as is true with us, so also is true with God. There were no guarantees that everything would go smoothly. God took all the risks of subjecting himself to the authority of Mary and Joseph and the consequences of their choices just as your children must accept the consequences of your choices. I sometimes wonder if Mary ever had to yell at Jesus. You know, something like, Jesus, don't go near the fire. Or if Joseph had to hurriedly go and scoop Jesus into his arms and tell him, Jesus, don't touch the saw, it's sharp. God deliberately chose to come into time and history as a male. And as a male, he was required to learn how to read the scriptures, which means he had to be under the authority 
of a rabbi, a teacher. God had to learn through his parents, the community synagogue, and the temple liturgies, the human expressions of worship. Think about it. Fallen human beings taught God how to pray. God, of course, always remained God even after he took flesh. His divinity never changed, but quite remarkably, he chose to allow his humanity to undergo that long and laborious process of maturation as we experienced it. Now, why did God choose Mary and Joseph? After all, they were among the poor, the unaween, the powerless of their society. They were the victims of the politics of their time with no say in those things that impacted their lives. But Mary and Joseph shared one trait that mattered most, a deep personal faith in God that God can be trusted. Mary risked everything to conceive the Son of the Most High, even though she was only in the first phase of the marriage contract to Joseph and had not yet lived with him. She was fully aware that she could be subject to accusations of adultery and, according to the law, be put to death by stoning. Trusting God, she gave him the ultimate gift, her yes. Joseph received messages from angels in his dreams not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife, not knowing what the future held. He too trusted God and gave him the ultimate gift, yes. Joseph continued to be receptive to the divine will when again, only in dreams, he was warned that the infant's life was in danger and to take the child and his wife to Egypt and again to return when the danger passed. What we so often fail to recognize is that it was both Mary and Joseph's yes to God and their yes to each other that created the richest ground possible for the establishment of a family. That yes between spouses still does pose the richest ground for the establishment of family. There is a comforting truth in today's feast, especially for those who want to say, well, I came from a dysfunctional family. Who didn't? Whatever the nature of our family, whatever difficulties it encounters in the chaos of life, whatever its imperfections, Whatever stresses it must navigate through, God's choice to become one of us and experience life through a family tells us he has tremendous confidence in every man and woman who have said yes to each other in marriage and yes to him. And through that yes, God can and he does bring so many blessings into this world of ours.